Welcome to the discussion, Government Modernization Unleashed, Digital Literacy, sponsored by EY. Here's today's moderator, Jason Miller. My guest today is Jonathan Creighton, the Section Chief for Customer Experience in the Cybersecurity Division in the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency in the Homeland Security Department. Jonathan, great to see you again. Great to catch up. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jason. If, if folks didn't quite understand what we're going to talk about based on just your title alone, Section, section Chief for Customer Experience, we're going to talk about customer experience, customer service, and how things have just changed over the last 18 months or so, starting with that December 2021 executive order from the president uh, through five life experiences and 35 high-impact service providers, all the way down to the most recent 2024 budget request from the Office of Management and Budget in the White House, asking for 120 CX experts for all of government. A lot going on. So let's just start at the beginning. CISA has a very specific role, and you specifically have a very specific role in CISA. So I want to make sure folks know that. How is your office and, and, and the, your role as section chief for customer experience, what does that mean for you? And, and how are you kind of taking the president's executive order and really narrowing what how you want to implement that? Yeah, so um, thanks for that lead-in, Jason. And I do want to provide some context about where I sit in CISA because it is interesting. My team is in a subdivision of the broader cybersecurity division. And what that means is we're at the program level of the organization. Right. I work closely with program staff in our shared services office, our enterprise enterprise improvement and training teams to instill a customer centric approach to their work. Right. And in my part of the cybersecurity division, our primary customers are other federal agencies. So I'm on the ground level kind of working with people to just demonstrate to them. Here's what CX can do for you. Um, and try to get them to kind of start adopting and folding in their customers' um, expectations that learn more about their pain points into everything that they do. And even more specifically, you're really looking at it from a cybersecurity perspective, too. I mean, it's in your name, I think, three times, right? <laughs> For the cybersecurity division in the cybersecurity, you know, in CISA. So because the, the, what's, we hear that a lot is that intersection between customer experience and cybersecurity, it's not one or the other, it's gotta be both. I, I mean, that's exactly right. Um, there is kind of this question about the connection between national security and CX customer experience. And um, we are seen as cyber experts and looked to as trusted guides in so many areas here at CISA. And there are a lot of really, really smart people um, that are busting their behinds to do that work. However, the where CX comes in is that if we're doing that job um, without paying attention to our customers, our users, their experiences with our services and products and, and what they need and their challenges and pain points, if we aren't learning from our customers, the people who work with and implementing uh, and are implementing our tools and services each day, there's a question, how do we know that we're doing the right thing? There is an overlap um, between CIS's mission and our customers' goals. And understanding our customers' experience, uh, their experiences with CISA and our products can expand that overlap. And this is how CX helps to create shared value at an agency like CISA. Um, it can make it easier for people to use our services, comply with our directives and guidance, make it more likely that um, our services are positively impacting our nation's security. And if I may, I want to just kind of flip that over for a second. If we aren't providing our customers an experience that works for them, right, they may not do what we want them to do. And that 
could have a significant negative impact on the security of our nation. So when we think of CX and cyber, um, there are definitely national security implications to not considering our customers' experiences experiences and not doing enough um, to proactively meet the needs of our customers. It goes back to this whole idea that we've heard for decades, Jonathan, you and I have uh, been around a long time to remember if you put make cybersecurity so difficult, eventually you folks will figure a way around it. And that's why we've had and agencies have had struggles with shadow IT. Well, your rules to bring in that technology was too difficult. I did it myself. I figured it out myself. Or your network requirements were too stringent. I did it myself. Is that one thing why CX is so important? So folks don't find a way around the cybersecurity, but really can work within and still accomplish, obviously, their mission and their goals? Yeah, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's, like I said, if we're not making things easy for our customers, they will find workarounds. They always do. They'll find those apps that can do the things that they want to do, whether or not they've been blessed by our security apparatuses. So it's CX and cyber don't need to be at loggerheads. They don't need to be fighting each other. I really do believe they're complementary. The more we can meet the needs of our customers, the more likely it is that they're going to do what we're asking them to do. The more likely it is that they're going to follow our guidance, right? But we need, it's incumbent upon us to make sure that that guidance makes sense to them, right? That it takes into account their own expectations of CISA, that it's written in plain language, right? We don't want to have, we don't want to send out guidance that is going to take the 23 CFO Act agencies and the rest of the federal enterprise hours upon hours at each agency to understand what it is that we're saying to them. So there's a plain language part to this. There's an understanding of what their needs are, what their expectations are. There's a lot of different pieces to that. And if we're not doing that, they're going to find ways around it. We might get to compliance but we'll never win their kind of their hearts and minds, which is what we need to do to get people to change and be more secure in the way that they do things. I appreciate that idea of, of if you're not writing in plain language, if you are not understanding their needs. So let's maybe walk down that path a little bit. How do you do that? What are some of those when you have those meetings with different customers and different stakeholders have different things? You have meetings with CIOs and CISOs need one thing, program folks need something else, executives, uh, the you know, SESers who who are the assistant secretaries types and secretary types have other expectations? How do you kind of ensure you're meeting their needs? What's, what are those conversations like? So it's interesting. Um, we are, one of the things that we make sure that we're doing is I've got a very small team, right? It's myself and three other people, three other people. And we are um, very focused on enabling the team's to provide better customer experiences for their customers. We definitely, we spend a lot of time talking about how our programs are the ones that, they're the ones that own the experiences. And our job is to help enable um, them to provide those experiences. We want them thinking day in and day out, what is it that they can do? um, Because everybody has a role to improve our customers' experiences, right? We don't want people going about their daily routine, same as they always have, and just think to themselves, I'll call in the customer experience team to add some CX to this, right? That's not how this works. It it just wouldn't be sustainable. What we try to do is we try to create um, situations. We're creating toolkits and 
SharePoint sites that can help educate people on how they can take these practices and fold them into their day-to-day job. Um, we built up a, like I said, a toolkit. We've been using a lot of DHS's materials. They've spent a lot of time and energy at DHS headquarters to produce some really good materials to educate people on what, what is this thing called CX and what can it do for people? So probably I should have asked you, the finer point I should have asked you is not how you're working with agencies, but really how you're working internally with all the different stakeholders. Because again, you talk about program folks, but the program folks could have, again, all different levels of, of people who care about different things. So I appreciate that the explanation. Uh, maybe you want to talk a little bit about some of those toolkits and, and some of those things you have developed, what goes into them. Again, each each could be a little different, but you know, give us a sense of, of some of those uh, capabilities you are helping and educate the program folks with? Yeah, so we have two areas that we're focused on um, that we're trying to build out the infrastructure needed to help the cybersecurity division better serve our customers. And we think of them in terms of the insights and enablement. Our insights work is about getting kind of the processes, the data in place to be able to anticipate and respond to customers' needs. As you can imagine, CISA is a a data-heavy organization, but we haven't historically um, collected and organized or referenced customer data in a systematic and consistent way. And so we're working on several projects, things like Avoid the Customer Program, some qualitative data analysis work that, that we're hoping can improve the qualitative data that's collected by our programs. And then my team, where we step in, is that can help us look across all the services and help inform leadership um, with insights that are centralized, seeing trends that individual programs can't. So that's kind of at our our insights work. And our enablement work is the support that we provide directly to the programs. Um, As I mentioned, everybody has a role to play to improve our customers' experiences, and um, we may step in. Um, to occasionally collaborate on high impact or cross-cutting programs and experiences, but that's more the exception than the rule. It's my, the role of my team is to create the situations, like I said, templates. Um, we provide tools, best, best practices. We do provide some advisory support directly to a lot of people. We're looking for at the individual level there's no shortage of coffees and meetings I have with people trying to explain to them, what is this thing called customer experience? How can it benefit the work that they're doing? Trying to create those champions, those allies um, that will start to take this work to heart and um, just build it into the the normal things that they're doing in the day-to-day work that they do. I hope by now you're not explaining what this thing customer experience is maybe a year or two or three ago, probably by now folks at least are, are familiar with the terminology. Uh, have you seen a big change over the last few years of just in terms of the excitement or the understanding at the very least? We've definitely seen a lot of momentum um, towards customer experience, especially since in the wake of the um, president's, the administration's executive order on, um, on CX. Uh, CISA is not a high impact service provider, a HISP, but we are definitely, like I said, seeing that momentum. And we're using that to bolster our own efforts to build out our CX capabilities. That being said, um, there are definitely times where I need to kind of go to the basics and explain um, what is customer experience? What does it mean? How can it add value to the work that you're doing? 
Um, I think we've made a lot of progress on that. And we've also I've gotten tired of having those discussions. And we just started, we start showing people what it means, right? We we work with people um, to demonstrate kind of here's the val value that you will get um, from considering the experiences that people are having with your services to engage with people and start to kind of fold in um, what they are, um, their expectations to fold in kind of how it is that what's working well, what's not working as well. Um, and that's a key point is that we're very, very focused on making sure that we're always closing the feedback loop. And that's something that definitely resonates with a lot of the people within CISA is that the importance of closing that feedback loop. If somebody is giving us their most important resource, their time, we better make sure that we're using that data that they're giving us and we're letting them know what they what we're doing with it. Um, there's sometimes we need to kind of remind people of that, um, but we're definitely seeing some progress there. Obviously, good news that there's progress. I don't think uh, at this point in time, anybody is really confused about why customer experience matters or is important. It's probably more about how to actually make it valuable to both the program and to their customers. Jonathan, look, on that note, we're going to take a quick break and come back. We'll continue our conversation. You're listening to the discussion, Government Modernization Unleashed, Digital Literacy, sponsored by EY on Federal News Network. Government agencies face pressure to modernize programs and optimize operations. With EY, you can unleash the power of progress and move from strategy to execution. We are at the forefront of shaping how the government responds to complex challenges, providing technology-enabled solutions to help you transform at the federal, state, and local levels. Together, we are building a stronger country for the people. Learn more at ey.com govmod. Welcome back. You're listening to the discussion, Government Modernization Unleashed, Digital Literacy, sponsored by EY on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Jonathan Creighton, the Section Chief for Customer Experience in the Cybersecurity Division in the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency in the Homeland Security Department. Jonathan, before break, we're talking a little bit about the understanding in the, the, on the mission side and the programmatic side about this idea of why customer experience is important. There's always the, you know, the three types of people, right? The people who get it and, and all in. There's always the people who go, oh, I'm starting to see it. And the people who go, no, 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 security, 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 that's the only thing that matters. So how are you going through that to reach all three of those different audiences? How are you convincing them, if you will? I'll use the word convincing that, hey, this CX thing is not a passing fancy. It's not the flavor of the month. This actually matters. And here's why it matters more than ever. Yeah, it's... Um... <laughs> It, there are kind of a number of different people that uh, we deal with on a day-to-day -day and a day-to-day -day basis to try to, I, I would use the word convincing sometimes. And I, I, I think that in many ways where I am in the maturity of the organization and it, the acceptance of, of CX is a lot of my convincing I'm trying to do by showing, right? It's not just there's only so much I could tell people about human-centered design and the value of it. It's more about kind of demonstrating to people what value placing our customers at the center of our work can have on, um, on our work. And if I could, I'll give you a, a quick example of that. Last year, we partnered with a, another office in CISA to help them improve some guidance called the Cybersecurity Performance Goals or CPGs for short. And the CPGs, they disseminate very, very, very critical information, but the guidance is voluntary. 
And so there is a concern that if it's not user-friendly or customer-friendly, that um, it could be ignored. And so the team had done a great job of getting the product to a great place. There was a lot of great material, but it was complicated and pretty technical. And so we worked with this team to help them reorient their work around their customers, the end users. And in the process, they ended up realizing that um, they needed to create a new product to help the executives that were going to want to use these CPGs and make decisions on where to allocate resources. So centering the work around the customers helped significantly increase the impact of this extremely important product. Um, and it wasn't just because the final product looked better. There was a visual component to this, that's correct, but more importantly, it functioned better. So that's what I mean when we're trying to find those opportunities to work with people, sometimes hand in glove, other times just guiding them in certain areas um, to demonstrate in real life the value that putting your customers, your end users at the center of your work can have on the products that you produce. So we're also working at some, trying to find those ways where we can um, step into existing processes, right? This is a, there's a process improvement um, aspect to this. And what we want to do is we want to find those existing processes that people have in place and add customer related thinking and questions into those. Everyone has a role to play in improving our customers' experiences. So we're focused on getting people to be thinking about their customers as a normal part of their day-to-day -day work right? Working to embed customer-related questions into the regular leadership program reviews that are that are taking place. So that's kind of, that's what I mean. Like, while there is a little bit of convincing, we're, we're tired of, I'm personally tired of kind of trying to convince people by just talking at them. People don't need to have me continue talking at them. They want to see what this means in practice. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, people, well, we, we always talk a lot about this well, you know, if you, uh, you have the synergies and leverage the collaboration tool, blah, 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 and, and we never really know what comes from that. So it's, it's actually, that's a great example. So I appreciate that. Um, but I'm going to maybe take a step back. When you talk about ensure that they're adding customer-focused questions and get people to think about their customers, do you ever get this, Jonathan, everyone's my customer. You're my customer. That SES is my customer. The GS1 is my customer. Do you ever kind of get that response? And there's a little bit of frustration that grows because if everyone's your customer, nobody's your customer type of feeling? I actually love this question. Um, so as a, uh, a former or I'd say recovering lawyer, I am usually a very strong proponent of, uh, of making sure we're on the same page about who and what we're talking about, right? However, the, the whole customer versus stakeholder versus partner or user, that is not a distinction I like to spend a lot of time worrying about. Right, um, and primarily because it's this, I found it can be a distraction. Uh, I've had several people in the organization tell me they don't have customers. That's a private sector thing, and so rather than spending time trying to bucket people into a particular name that we call them, I prefer to ask people think about the word experience. Right, this idea that there are people, whatever you want to call them, there are people on the other side of the service that you provide. Um, the program you lead, the guidance you put out, they're people that are having an experience with CISA. So trying to move past customer versus stakeholder or whatever and get people thinking about the experiences CISA is providing. And then you can turn to questions like, okay, what do we know about those folks and their expectations, their challenges or pain points, their current experiences with our services? And how do we learn more about them? 
And then most importantly, what are we going to do with that information? How do we take what we learn and use it to improve our services and products? That's a conversation I want to have with people, not whether they're called customers or stakeholders or partners. It's, it can be a distraction. I see the little bit of lawyer just uh, seeped out right there. I, I, it's, it's a good point. It's fair. Um, I, and I think what folks need to understand is if you're, if you're spending all this time on a guidance, if you're providing a service, people don't like the service, they're not going to use it. I mean, it's, it's simple as that. It's the same thing as, as any soda you buy, any chip you eat. If you don't like it, you're, you're not going to go back to it. So I think that's a great way to look at it. When we talk about customer experience and or whatever we're calling it here, user experience, you got to measure progress. Are you making a difference? So let's talk a little bit about metrics and, and how you're saying, okay, today this program was X, now it's X plus one or X minus one. How, how do you do that? So this is definitely an area where um, I know we can do better. Right now, I would characterize us being in the, you know it when you see it phase of improving through uh, customer experience and being customer centric. And we still largely rely on case studies, anecdotal examples to kind of demonstrate the value of our work. Um, we are kind of where people think to themselves, yeah, our work is definitely improved because of that customer-centric approach that John's team brought to the table. And I think the CPGs, the, the cybersecurity performance goals are a good example of that. If you were, we worked hand in glove with that team um, and they came away with it just impressed by what this approach can do. But it's hard. It's really hard to quantify that impact, right? I can tell you we had people, executives throughout the agency, including Director Easterly and even Secretary Mayorkas, really appreciate the changes that were made to the CPGs. But quantifying that is it's an area that we're still working on. Um, we do have an internal case study on this work, highlighting the importance of using a data-informed iterative process. And we have some new champions, um, but we're continuing to kind of think about how we build up those capabilities um, to make sure that we are able to truly quantify the work that we're doing and the impact that it's having. Do you find that sometimes use cases are better than the actual, we increase this happiness by 13% or we change this view of this program by 8%. Do you find that, hey, here's how we worked with agency X and this is now they understand that because of what we helped you do, they're using your vulnerability disclosure platform better or they understand this guidance better, like very similar to the, to the guidance, the, the example you gave earlier. Yes, I mean, but you're talking to a former lawyer who is in the business of telling stories. So I definitely, I think that that can have a, a much a better impact sometimes when you can combine that story that a use case is with visuals. Um, that is, uh, yes, I, I think you need them both. I'm not saying, I mean, I think we won't stop using or creating these use cases, but yes, we'd also like to get to some kind of more quantifiable numbers. But yeah, it's, I will always, I'm always there for a good story. Hey, hey you could be, if you weren't a lawyer, you could come join us in the journalism field. We always like to tell a good story. <laughs> I want to hit upon, we, we're, we're getting close to time, but I want to hit upon one last thing before we do there. There's always a role that technology plays. And I know it's not all about the technology, but you mentioned data, you mentioned voice of customer survey. There's always a little bit of technology that, that is underneath some of this. 
Can you just talk a little bit about how you're looking at the technology that can help you make the changes, improve customer experience, get the program folks to understand better? Are, are there anything you're specifically looking at or using? Uh, so it's not necessarily specific technology. I, I look at technology when it comes to CX. It's, a, it's an important piece to improving CX at CISA, but it's not the only piece and probably I would say not even the most important piece. And the concern I have is that sometimes we can focus so much time and energy on technology as a primary way to improve our customer's experience that we can fall into a trap of equating digital experience with customer experience. And these two things, while related, are not the same. And if I can, I'll, I'll give you a quick personal example. Um, last summer, my teenage son needed some new shorts. He likes a certain brand, has an easy-to-use app, store in a local mall where I could go and swap them if need be. So I use a company's app, order some shorts, easy shopping experience. But we get the shorts, they don't fit them. Right, so I go to the retail store, and when I try to swap out these shorts that we bought directly from the company for different shorts at the company's own physical store, we're told we can't do it. That's the online department. This is a physical retail department. And to me, as a customer, this is ridiculous. It's the same company. Right? I had to spend the physical store offer to send them back. They got lost. I spent an hour on the phone as a middleman between the retail and the digital and who for some reason couldn't talk to each other. So great digital experience, overall terrible, terrible customer experience. So why do I tell you this story and how does it relate to my work at CISA? Um, I work at a cybersecurity agency with a lot of really, really smart technologists. So people are very comfortable with technology at CISA. But my concern is that if I come at this from the aspect of how do we provide technology solutions to our customers' problems that I could lose people on the broader experience that is being provided by CISA. Technology is a key tool. We need to make sure it works and it allows people to do the things that they want to do. But we need to think about so much more than just our technology and make sure we're asking questions like, do our customers even know how to find our services and products? What about how they can find help when things don't go the way they want them to? Have we thought about that? Are we building a service based on actual customer expectations and needs or what we think they need? And then how about the handoffs, right? That example I gave you was a pretty terrible handoff. How about the handoffs that may be taking place between different parts of our organization? Are those designed around our customers, their expectations and their experiences, or are they built around how we internally wanna work at CISA? So these are the questions and there's so many more that I want and that I'm trying to get us thinking about as we build our services. And the concern is that if we're so focused on technology, and technology is important, but if we're so focused on the technological solutions to the challenges we face, but we lose sight of the bigger picture, it's not going to matter how good our technology is. So that's the mindset, that customer-centered mindset. What do we know about our, their experiences? How do we learn more? That's what we're trying to build with our program. I think that's a great place to end it. You summed it up really well. You gave that great experience and, and about you know personal experience that, that really sums up the great customer experience of what you're really going for. So Jonathan, I uh, very much enjoyed our conversation. We are out of time, so let me thank my guest. Jonathan Creighton is the Section Chief for Customer Experience in the Cybersecurity Division in the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency in the Homeland Security Department. Jonathan, great to catch up again. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Jason. It was great to catch up. My pleasure. And I'm Jason Miller, and you've been listening to the discussion, Government Modernization Unleashed, Digital Literacy, sponsored by EY on Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search EY. 
Thank you for listening to the discussion, Government Modernization Unleashed, Digital Literacy, sponsored by EY on Federal News Network.